Hey you guys, welcome back to my podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode which is about why marriage doesn't serve women and how to make marriage serve you as a woman and this is a pro-marriage position, a pro-marriage opinion, a pro-marriage podcast about why currently the way that we're going about marriage doesn't benefit women but because I am pro-marriage, I'm talking about how to create a a marriage environment, a way that you can get married and it actually serves you. Before we get into our episode, I want to talk about the sponsor of today's episode, which is Zahav Jewelry. That's Z-A-H-A-V Jewelry. And they are a sustainable, fine jewelry company that I actually purchased from. And if you see my stories and my Instagram posts and stuff, I was talking about how I was going to collab with this amazing company and how I found them on Etsy and I purchased a belly button ring from them. And getting a gold belly button ring to me was like this semblance of me having made it and like success and whatever I've been wanting a gold belly button ring for so long and but for me I only want a belly button ring and I only get jewelry that is all first of all pure 14 karat or 10 karat gold and I also only get gold that is recycled and sustainable and so I was looking for a recycled sustainable company that has pure 14 karat or 10 karat belly button rings and I found this company Zahav Jewelry on Etsy and so I purchased a belly button ring from them and I loved it so much and then they actually sent me instead of a 10 karat one they sent me a 14 karat one and they were like oh yeah you can just keep it it's your first purchase and I was like oh well you know I'm an influencer I'll post it online and then we got to talking and decided we would collab so I'm very very excited so Zahav Jewelry is a family owned and operated business based in Brooklyn New York that that manufactures 10 karat and 14 karat solid gold, not plated, solid gold. So I don't wear plated jewelry. I wear solid gold because in my opinion, I am a queen and a goddess and I need to be wearing pure gold jewelry. Um, So yeah, so it's 14 karat and 10 karat solid gold earrings and body jewelry such as belly rings, nose rings, septums, toe rings, cartilage piercings, climbers, and, and all those things and more. Basically, too it was like hard for me to find a pure gold recycled gold sustainable business that had belly button rings like people I feel like when they're doing pure gold, they're just doing like earrings or necklaces and they didn't do belly button rings or these like more cool body jewelry stuff like nose rings and earrings and stuff like like cartilage piercings. So that's how I found them and I am literally obsessed with my belly ring from them. I'm going to link everything I bought from them below as well. And they also responsibly source all their materials like I was talking about so they responsibly source their gold and use recycled gold or American made fine gold solid gold pieces so yeah so you and your loved ones can feel really good about wearing your gold pieces because they are made beautifully made sustainably made by a family-run business in Brooklyn New York and yeah so I just want to shout them out I love them so much I'll link the jewelry I got below from them I got four or five pieces from them so I will link them and if you want to buy them too we will be twins and also all their prices are so reasonable like everything is around a hundred dollars or below I bought my pure gold belly ring from them I think it was around like 105 dollars when I purchased it and then 
the earrings they're like 110 like they're all in that like 100 range so to get solid gold jewelry for such an amazing price and to buy from a small business that's family run in Brooklyn and all sustainable and eco-friendly just makes my heart so happy and I really love them and believe in this company so you can use my code I'm gonna link it below my promo code is vic30 so that's vic30 so you can get 30% off all of these pieces so literally if you got a belly button ring I bought it for like $105 you could get it for like $70 so that's like a steal to get solid gold jewelry that's sustainable and amazing and will never tarnish and also I just feel like for your belly button rings and your piercings like things that are piercings there should be solid gold in there because it's literally going inside your body and you just want to have like the finest material because only the best for the best am I right that's like how I view myself like literally only the best for the best so so yeah so that is my sponsorship for today's episode it is Vic30. You can go on their website. You can go on their Etsy, all of that. And yeah, I will tag them below. I love you guys. Now let's get into today's episode. So today we're talking about the fact that marriage currently, as it's being done, does not serve women. But marriage inherently does serve women. It also serves men always. Um, Marriage always serves women when it's in its essence, when it's in its fulfillment, when it's in its most embodied expression. But the way that we're doing marriage now does not serve women. And we can see this by the fact that in our society, married women are more likely to die earlier and to be unhappy, to be depressed, to have physical health problems and mental health problems. If they are married, they're more likely to have those than single women, which is this funny phenomenon that we think, oh, you know, single women are going to be unhappy, but it's really the married women that are unhappy and single women in their 60s and 70s live by the statistics more healthily in all ways and more happy in all ways than married women in our society. On the contrary, married men seem to die later than they would if they were single. And so basically they live longer and they're healthier than they are when they're single. So it's a complete opposite switch. So married women are less happy when they're married and married men are more happy when they're married. Married women live less and married men live longer and single women are happier and single men are not as happy. So let's first understand that who right now, the way that marriage is being done, who is it benefiting? Men, right? It's benefiting men. Um, They're being able to enter into these marriages where they make women miserable and literally I saw this TikTok the other day and it was like it was these two girls and they were like dressing up going in the streets and they were like we're gonna dress up as men so that we can do the bothering and not be bothered or something and not be bothered to do the bothering but literally that's what men are doing in marriages like they're literally being bothering like they're bothering women and they're not getting bothered at all right so they're like literally just a nuisance currently in marriages. While at the same time, women do want to get married, right? Because we have this inherent desire for union and for relationship, we as women do want to get married a lot of the times. Not all women, but a lot of women do want to get married. And then on top of that, when women don't get married because they they settle or they are just kind of putting themselves last and not really... Um, 
holding their partner accountable, women not being married as far as being in a long-term relationship with a man for like 20 years and he tells you every day that marriage is just a piece of paper, that also doesn't serve women, right? So women being married is not really helping women. And then women who desire to be married but are in these long-term relationships and are not being proposed to by those men, that's also not serving women. So let's really talk about how do we move forward. So the issue right now is that women are looking to marriage as a goal. They're racing to get married. And I see this on TikTok all of the time where women have been in a relationship for 15 years with this guy and he hasn't proposed to them and all they want is to get married. And it strikes me as so odd because this is not the right man for you to marry. This is not a man that is husband material. Any man that keeps you waiting for 15 years to get married to you is not husband material. But what happens is that women just look at marriage as something as something to attain because it gives them some sense of inherent worthiness because that's how our society has been set up. So if we want to actually get into to good marriages, the first thing that we have to do is completely decolonize our minds in that sense and deconstruct this idea that marriage is a goalpost that you have to get to and by any means necessary and it's just something that you have to get to with any man with the man that you're dating just because you love him whatever because you don't you just want to be married marriage is not something that should be afforded to every man Marriage needs to be us vetting men and making sure that only the most worthy and husband material men are allowed to get married to us. What's happened right now and the reason women are so unhappy in marriages is because we've been conditioned out of our power as the choosers. I talk about this all the time. And so women have flipped their roles. So instead of a man, which is inherent, right? A man asks you to be his girlfriend. A man gets on one knee and proposes to you. He is asking, will you have me? And we have the right and the opportunity and the complete ordinance to say, no or yes, right? We are the choosers. They are the ones who are courting us. We are the choosers. But what's happened is that women have been conditioned out of their power. So they're so desperate to actually be chosen instead of to be a chooser. So what this looks like is a woman waiting in a, in a relationship for 10 years with a man who she has clearly expressed she wants to get married and he has not married her, right? This is unfortunate because he is not marriage material, a man who is not able to commit, who is not extremely excited about you, that's the main one, right? He's not extremely excited to marry you. A man who is husband material for you will be extremely excited to marry you. If he is not extremely excited to marry you, he's not husband material. You will be very miserable in five years. In five years, if you are married to a man who was not jumping up and down and so excited to plan your proposal and so excited to marry you, you will live an unfulfilling and miserable life. That is the point blank period truth of it. So when women see marriage as something also that they need to manipulate men into, we actually are the ones who lose. 
the man who for 10 years wouldn't marry you and was basically, if a man doesn't marry you for 10 years, he's not serious about you. He's not excited about you. He's still trying to keep his options open. He's not really wanting to commit to you. But then maybe after 10 years, he's like, fine, ugh, I guess I'll marry her. There's nothing really else available. Okay, fine. I, you know, work through my little weirdo commitment issues, whatever. I'm going to marry her. So what happens is that then he gets to get the benefits of being married. He gets sex all the time. Women statistically do more emotional labor and physical labor around the home. And the nurturing that a woman naturally provides, women are very empathetic naturally. We're very tapped in naturally that she provides to him is more beneficial than what he actually provides to her. Look at marriages now. A lot of times they're 50-50. Women are, he gets children right? A lot of times in marriages, he'll get children. So he doesn't have to do jack shit besides maybe work a job, if that. And he gets sex, children, nurturing, a therapist, a house cleaner, someone who cooks, if she's doing all that, right? And so his life gets better. Even if he's miserable, he would have likely been miserable alone. So at least he's miserable with a fucking caretaker, basically, which is not how marriage should be. But that's the reality right now where women are literally being caretakers of these fucking bums and they're marrying them and the men's lives are getting better and the women's lives are getting worse. And that's really rooted in the fact that we're seeing marriage as something that we have to get to that's so important or else we're not good as women or we're not worthy as women. We need to flip that and start saying, I'm totally fine not being married. So prove to me that your marriage material, prove to me that you'll make my life better because statistically, I'll be better without you. So prove to me that you're going to make my life better than if you weren't here. Prove to me that my emotional state will be better. My physical state will be better. My financial state will be better. Prove to me that all around, I will be in a better state than if I was without you. I will be happier, more fulfilled, more joyous, more trusting, more loving, more open, more relaxed. I will be all of those things with you. You will add to my life. Prove to me that you are husband material. But right now you see these women just desperate to get to the idea. It's an idea, right? So it's just this idea of marriage. Women get to it and they're desperate, right? So they they get any man who's willing to marry them. They get into marriage and they're fucking miserable because you didn't vet the man. You came to marriage from a desperate space. You came to marriage just wanting to attain the idea of marriage because you felt unworthy within, right? So what happens, baseline first step, is women need to come into their power in their solitude and no longer come to dating and especially marriage as something that makes them more worthy or as something to be attained. Instead, they need to come to dating and to marriage as something that a man shows you that he is worthy of. Let that man show you he is worthy of your partnership. Let him show you he is worthy of your marriage, of your hand in marriage. How dare he try to marry you with nothing to offer and only draining, only draining to offer you. He will just drain you and take and take and take. How dare he, 
right? So that's the energy that we need to come with because when we don't, we see what happens. Women are miserable. They're dying earlier. They live unfulfilled, unhappy lives. Look at the women around you. Women need to have standards for marriage. So for example, um, for me, well, I mean, I don't, I mean, of course I have standards, but my standards were are all met. And so I don't necessarily, my man is free to propose to me at will. <laughs> um, but women do need to have standards for marriage. My standards have all already been met. Um, so Standards for marriage are going to be like what your standards are for a relationship as well. So really what you're looking for is when you're coming to dating, having standards. You also want to know if this man passes all my standards and he shows me that he will be a very great partner to me, when do I want to be married? Am I wanting to be married in the next two years do I want to be engaged to? In my opinion... And something I expressed to my partner in the beginning is it's very important to me that I'm engaged after at the very most a year and a half. So any time after a year and a half is too much for me. I'm not willing to still be a girlfriend past a year and a half. I absolutely must be a fiance. And we need to come to relationships with that energy. But of course, not everyone deserves you to be their fiance. So what happens is that women come to dating with no standards, right? Imagine if I just dated whoever wanted to date me, right? Whoever I felt attracted to and I didn't have any standards. I didn't have any non-negotiables. I didn't vet them. And I told them, I want to be married in a year and a half. And he said, perfect. I want to be married in a year and a half too, or I want to be engaged. And you guys get engaged in a year and a half, but you had no standards. Now what's happening is you are just seeing marriage as a goal, but you're not actually seeing getting a husband who's excited to be a husband and his husband material as a necessary for you to be married. And what happens too is we're not seeing marriage as something that we are giving a man. We're seeing marriage as something that we get from a man. So we are desperate to be married. We're desperate to be proposed to. So we're not able to actually have standards and to stand in our power with marriage. So First of all, you want to vet a man and see, is this a good partner? Is he going to be a good partner for me? Is he someone that I am very excited to live the rest of my life with? Is he going to nurture me emotionally, physically, financially? Is he someone I trust with my entire heart and my entire everything? Someone that I trust so much because he has such integrity and such values and he's such a strong, amazing man. He is never going to cheat on me. He doesn't have wandering eyes. He has sexual discipline. He will be an amazing husband to me. Not just can I nurture him, but can he nurture you? That is the key to if you say yes to a man's proposal. Understand, they propose to us. They ask us for our hand in marriage. They ask us to be their girlfriends. We are giving them the privilege of our partnership. They are courting us and asking us if they, if they can have us as their partner. We are the ones saying yes or no. Have some standards, please. Don't say yes to every single person. You have to vet a man or else you will end up miserable. 
I try to really stress this to young women because your decisions in your 20s and in your 30s will impact you in your 70s and in your 60s and in your 50s and it will no longer be funny or cute that you didn't have any standards, that you didn't vet somebody. Look at our mothers, look at our grandmothers, look at the women around you. They're dying earlier, they're physically unwell, they're getting cheated on, they're miserable, they're emotionally burnt out, they're in their masculine because their men don't don't nourish them, they're not cared for, they're not fully loved they're not deeply loved from their man's deepest core of his heart they're half loved they're half cared for they're burnt out we don't want that shit you that is not a goal that is not a goal and understand that you have the power to prevent that by vetting a man and being in your power with your solitude you will not be able to say no the the key to vetting a man is being able to say no There's no way to vet a man if you're afraid to be in your own solitude because part of vetting is you're going to reject many men. Many men that you might have an attachment to or you like, but he doesn't meet your standards, you have to walk away or else you're not vetting. You're just offering suggestions. You absolutely have to vet men. It's necessary or else kiss a happy marriage out the window. Kiss it goodbye. It's not going to happen. A happy marriage, a marriage, it's not just happy, a nourishing marriage, a partnership that actually nourishes you as a woman is not just going to fall into your lap with the first man that gets your heart pumping. It's going to come after you have vetted a man, you have done the internal work, you are confident on your own, and you vet a man who is actually a good man, a good partner, and a good husband, and who will nourish you for the rest of your life. That you will be less burnt out when you are with him. You will be more in your feminine when you're with him. You'll be more trusting when you're with him. All of my trust issues have gone out the window since dating my man because time and time again, he shows me that I am safe. There is nothing to be afraid of. I do not need to have my guards up because he will never hurt me. And so therefore I can relax deeper into myself and into my feminine and into my safety and into the relationship. But it cannot happen If you don't vet a man, all that will happen is you will strengthen your worst fears. You will strengthen your attachment to your limiting beliefs. You will live a non-nourishing life. Look at the statistics. On the other hand of that, allowing marriage is very important. In my opinion, not all women and not all people are built the same, right? Not, and we don't have to be, but you have to own the way that you're built. I follow this girl on Instagram. Her name's Africa Brooke for anybody who wants to follow her. She's very interesting. I really like her ideas. She's a free thinker and not in the fucking dumbass way that people say Kanye West is a free thinker who is not a free thinker. Um, Well, he may be a free thinker, but his ideas are shit. But anyway, um, Africa Brooke is a a real, you know, um, free thinker. I really like her. I really like her perspectives. And even when I don't like her her perspectives, I still respect them because I really think she's rooted in a in a good space. Um, She was talking about how from a very young age, she knew that she was polyamorous, right? From a very young age, she knew that she was polyamorous. She knew that monogamy was not for her. And so through her life, she is learning how to come into that authentic truth for her. She wasn't coerced into it. It's not coming from a trauma response. That's her authentic truth. And however she decides to live that, she owns that. 
that's how she's built. But you need to own how you're built. The same way she's owning how she's built, the same way I'm owning how I'm built, you need to own how you are built. I'm built for marriage. I'm built for monogamy. I'm built for one union with one man for the entire eternity of ever. (laughs) That's how I'm built. I am built for my man. Thankfully, I found him and he found me. I'm built for him. I was built to be in union with only him forever. That's how I'm built, right? I have to own that. If I didn't own that, I might have gotten into a relationship with someone who was like, I don't know, you know, marriage is just a piece of paper and I allow myself to be manipulated into their perspectives. You have to respect someone else's ideas without trying to change them, but go where your ideas are met, valued and reciprocated. If a man is telling you marriage is just a piece of paper, I don't want to get married, respect that and walk away. You need to find out from the very first or second date or even before you guys meet, is he marriage minded? That's important as well. Is he excited to be a husband? Does he want to be a husband? Does he want to be married? Not just does he want a wife. Does he want to be a husband? What is he excited about about being a husband? And when does he want to be a husband? And is he open to marriage soon? Is he marriage minded? If he's not, that's not an invitation for you to change his mind. That's not an invitation for you to say, oh, there's something wrong with me that he's not marriage minded. Oh, let me stick around and maybe there's something wrong with how what I want. Maybe I need to not be marriage minded. Maybe I need to blah, blah, blah. No, what you need to do is say, okay, perfect. Thank you for letting me know. I'm going to go where men are marriage minded. If you're not marriage minded, that's totally fine, but I'm marriage minded. Therefore, I am going to cut you off and I'm going to go find a different man who is marriage minded. There's no lack of them in this world, I promise. So you don't need to change a man who's not marriage minded, but what you absolutely should not do is wait around for over five years, even over three years, and not be and not be engaged. If you want to be engaged, go get with a man who's exci- who is excited to propose to you. Do you understand that? Do you understand that you have to be with a man who is excited to propose to you? You getting proposed to is not something that you manipulate a man into. It's not something that you guilt a man into. It's not something that you pressure a man into. If you do that, you will always be miserable in your marriage because he was not excited to marry you. What you want is to know that you are worthy of finding a man who is excited to propose to you. Again, this comes from building a deep sense of worthiness in your own self and in your own body because so many women don't have that and then their own internal lack of worthiness is reflected outside of them in a man so a man she doesn't feel that she's truly worthy of shit so she finds a man who also doesn't feel she's worthy of shit and he will make her wait for 15 years to propose to her we don't want that shit that's not cute it's not a vibe that only just shows how unworthy you feel on the inside And you have attracted and accepted someone outside of you who mirrors that belief, which you always will. So the key here, as I was talking about, is really building up your internal sense of self. Building up your ability to be on your own and to be in solitude. And start seeing dating as something that you are vetting the men to see if they're a good man for you. Not if you're going to be a good woman for them. 
Am, is he a good match for me? Is he going to nourish me and add to my life? Really think about that. So many women are up alone at night crying because their man's at the strip club. Their husband, their husband is at the strip club. Can you imagine your husband, your husband going to a strip club? Imagine that. That's many women's reality. Many women. And if you don't vet a man, it will likely be yours too. If you see marriage as the goal instead of finding a man who meets your standards as the goal, that will likely be your reality too. Many women and girlfriends are waiting for 10 years and they're trying to pressure and manipulate their man into proposing to them. No, we're not doing that around here. We're not doing that around here. We're not any longer feeding into this wounded feminine narrative. No way. We're not doing that. We're finding men who we vet and who are very excited to propose to us. My man has been excited to propose to me since the first day he met me, which is why on the first day that he asked me to be his girlfriend, which was two weeks after he met me, Two weeks after he met me, he asked me to be his girlfriend and he gave me a promise ring. That day, he got on one knee and said, I'm going to marry you. I'm so excited to marry you. Here's a promise ring. Please be my girlfriend. Will you have me? Will you have me as your partner? Yes, I will. I will have you, actually. I love you. (laughs) And by the way, I love you. (laughs) But for real, guys, like we have to vet men and we have to choose men who are excited to propose to us. I don't have to manipulate my man or guilt my man into proposing to me. My man's excited about it. He's excited to get married. He's excited to marry me. He's excited to have me as his wife. He wants to be my husband. He wants that from his own heart. He wants it. So all I get to do is just be in my feminine and wait. Just be excited. That's it. I don't have to pressure him. I don't have to try to control shit. Just wait. Just receive. But when we choose men that reflect our own internal sense of unworthiness, that's when our controlling starts coming out. I have a different podcast on this called Why We Try to Control Men and Why We Should Stop. But Our controlling wounded little girl, our controlling wounded inner feminine comes out trying to control what he does because we don't truly trust him because we didn't vet him because we didn't get a good man. If you start trying to control your man and you feel that it's actually necessary or else your needs won't get met, you're probably with the wrong man. All that being said, learning how to relax and receive was a process, but I knew that when I did, even though it was difficult for me, that I would be met with the fullness of what I actually wanted. So I don't actually, every time that my control started to come up or whatever, and this isn't around marriage, started to come up, I was able to relax because I know that my man will meet me. I know he will do what I need him to do. I know he will come through for me every time. So I can just deepen and further into my relaxing and into my feminine. But when we don't have that because we don't have a man who is actually a good man, then what happens is we further our attachment to the idea that we need to control to get our needs met, which is our wounded little girl. Where in your childhood did you feel that you needed to control or else you weren't safe? You needed to control to get your needs met. You needed to control or else nobody else would meet your needs. You needed to control your way into safety. Tell me how well that worked. It likely didn't. But also tell me where you're now playing that out and strengthening your attachment to that as an adult woman. 
you're still choosing to, cho- to choose men who you can control and try to control instead of just choosing men who will give you what you need to feel safe. You don't need to control that you actually have the opportunity to release control because you know that you are met in your surrender. So you don't need to, there's so many, there's so many angles with this, right? It's like, first of all, marriage is important. Own it. If you're a marriage minded woman, own that. Start asking men, are you marriage minded? When you go on a date with him, what are you looking for in a relationship? Not just is he looking for something serious. A man can be looking for something serious for 10 years because he gets a woman and he might be cheating on you, but he doesn't want marriage. Not does he want something serious. Is he marriage minded? Does he want to be a husband in the near future? Does he want to have a family if you want a family? I'm not sure if I do. I will have my family, of course, my love, my beloved, Jeremy, Jeremiah, whatever you prefer. However, do I want kids? Not sure yet. So, um, but these are important questions. Own what you want. Own how you're built. If you're built as, I want to be a mother, that's very important to me. Why is it important for you? Listen to my other podcasts about motherhood, first of all, to check yourself. Second of all, if you vet yourself and you really go through your own, you know, your own internal processes and you decide, yes, it's very important to me that I'm a mother. Start asking men, do you want to be a father? Actually, actually, many men want to be fathers, but they don't want to be husbands. So your first thing should be, do you want to be a husband, right? It's not just, does he want something serious? It's not just, does he want kids? It's, does he want to be a husband? Many men are very comfortable having a serious relationship with a girlfriend who has seven of their kids because they don't have to do shit. They don't have to propose. They don't have to buy a ring. They don't have to fully commit and they still get babies. They still get sex. They still get partnership. How crazy, right? We have the power to change that if we stop reject if we start rejecting that. Start asking men, start owning your desires. Own your desires. Own your desires. Own how you are built. I'm built for very deep union, not just surface level shit. I'm built for deep deep union. In truth, I'm built for Jeremy only. I'm built for only for Jeremiah. I'm built, literally, specifically built for him. So, of course, that's what I want because, of course, the two of us are meant to be with one another. But I'm built for that. So I had to own that so I could find him. If you're built for marriage, but you don't own that and you settle with a man who's not built for marriage, how are you going to get with your bae who's built for marriage too, who's built for you? How are you going to get with him? You can't. Not everything that's meant for you is going to find you if you don't claim it. Okay? So really get it together. (laughs) Who am I talking to? I'm like acting like I'm talking to someone right now. (laughs) But guys, I love my girls so much. I love my girls. I love my, I love all you guys so much. I love everyone who follows my Instagram, my TikTok. I love all of my, my girls. I love you guys. I want to call my girl followers something my girlies I want to call you guys like (sighs) Torzy Mafia or something Victoria gang I don't know Victoria's girls that sounds a little bit like prostitution I don't like that one but it's kind of cute though Victoria's girls I don't know comment on my Instagram post or somehow comment on something comment on my last Instagram post and leave your idea for what 
for what we should call ourselves. I really need to know that. One of my friends said that she um she was like in she was in Miami the other day and she sent me the prettiest girl her this this girl's Instagram and she was like, "Oh my gosh, you know, my friend her name's Annabelle. We met in college." And she was like, "You know, I was so proud because this girl asked me, you know, we were exchanging Instagrams and whatever." And she went to like follow my Instagram and she was like, oh my gosh, Victoria Duvall follows you. Like, I love her insights. I love her work. Like, I love her, whatever. And my friend Annabelle was like, oh my gosh, I was so proud in that moment. So that was pretty cute. Um, But anyway, yeah. So back to the topic at hand. Yeah. So there's multiple aspects to this. So the first one is stop making just marriage an end goal in your life. And first of all, make finding a man who is husband material your end goal. Second, become very secure in your own sense of solitude so you can vet out the men who are not husband material. If you're not secure in your own solitude, you will choose to settle. You will choose to settle over solitude. So if you are not secure in your own solitude, you will always choose men just based on the fact that you're afraid to be alone and you're afraid to leave him, right? And we can't actually vet good men from that space at all. And we really just need to find men who are nourishing, amazing men who are excited to marry us. Make this your standard. You are not going to manipulate or control or guilt or pressure a man into marriage. You are going to tell him from the get-go your desires with marriage and choose a man who is excited to marry you. Not a man you need to control your way into marriage with, a man who is very excited to marry you. Men are proposing to their girlfriends under a year and a half if they're excited to marry them. That doesn't necessarily mean that the man is marriage material. You need both. You need to vet him and make sure that he's a good husband material, that he will nourish you instead of drain you. And then on top of that, you need to make sure that he is, your timelines for marriage match up. So anyway, I just wanted to say all of that. I think I'm going to end this episode here. You guys can just let me know in the comments of my Instagram post. I just posted, I think, a, a book on my page. So I'll probably post another picture of like myself. So comment under a picture of myself, of me, um, what your thoughts are for names. Someone said, oh my gosh, on um on my TikTok, I posted like, you know, what should I call like, you know, my followers, my my little girls, whatever. And someone said the victors because I'm obsessed with the Hunger Games. And I was like, wow, I really tell a lot of my personal life here because the fact that you know that I'm obsessed with the Hunger Games and like the victors, obviously from Hunger Games. And then my name's Victoria. Like I was just like, wow, that was so clever. And you guys know me so well. And that just made my heart really happy. So. So, yeah, guys. So anyway, I love you. Start really considering what you desire from marriage, your timeline for marriage, getting into a relationship, all that. And and yeah, I love you guys so much. You can book one-on-one coaching with me in my bio. I have the link for my website, which is victoriadevall.com. And I have free introduction calls available to see if you would like to do my three-month coaching program called Wounded to Embodied Womanhood and where we just literally go step through step and do intense deep work together bringing you into the deepest expression of yourself as a woman and it's just amazing. I just added a couple reviews and like testimonials up on my website from two of my clients that just graduated. I was like hey 
guys, like, do you want to write me a little testimonial? And they were like, oh my gosh, sure. So I put those up on my website. I love them so much. And yeah, I love you guys so much. So I will talk to you guys on next Saturday. Every Saturday at 12, I drop a new podcast and I love you guys so much. Bye. Wait, also, I just forgot. Um, Please go to my YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube, Victoria Duvall. Everyone who listens to this podcast right now, subscribe to my YouTube literally right now. Subscribe to my YouTube and watch my recent video on abortion and about how abortion is so sacred. And yeah, but subscribe to my YouTube because I'm going to start posting YouTube videos once a week. All right. I love you guys so much. And now I'm officially signing off. Bye.